to a new episode of Ghost Moji. It's a little late, but what in life isn't a little late that's worth waiting for, right? I'm Becca. I'm Taylor. We're in the same room today. Yeah, we were recording IRL mm-hmm. after much troubleshooting. Oh, Catalina, you're a little bitch. <laughs> I have a iMac and... I hadn't updated the OS in, like, I don't know, four years. They were like, update, because your ID, your Apple ID won't sync. And I was like, oh, damn, okay, I guess. So I did, and then we tried to run Audacity. And uh, it turns out that Apple decided to crack down on non-Apple software. So we're using GarageBand right now. <clears throat> Fuck. That's not the good, like, mm no, that's not General Grievous. <laughs> How when, tall is he? <laughs> How tall is General, General Grievous? That's, ugh, fuck. It's annoying, but whatever, it's fine. I'm going to export it. It's going to end up in Audacity anyway, Catalina. Yeah, it is, Catalina. You can suck it. Yeah, eat my ass. So, today we're talking about Black Annis, who is a essentially like a creepy-ass bog witch. Before I opened it, I was like, oh, is this like anise? Is this another one of those, it's a crystal thing? No. I learned about herbs and no. crystals and bits. No. Nah, nah, nah. How did you learn about black Yanis? Well, it's because I started watching The Outsider on, uh, is that on Netflix? It's at HBO. It's HBO, that's right. Thank you. And the paranormal thing that's referenced in there. I don't want to spoil anything, but yeah, don't it's not spoil this, it. but they look up Black Annis, and I was like, mm. huh, I didn't know that there were so many, like, because at first I was going to do Baba Yaga, but then I saw this, and I was like, that is far scarier. So, like, that meme where the guy, he's walking next to Baba Yaga, and then he looks over his shoulder at Black Annis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it's that. <laughs> and he's like, ooh. The dude is you. <laughs> but it's me, yeah. <laughs> yes. So we're going to have some beautiful art by Anna Pavliva up on the Instagram of um, Black Annis stalking a, a young girl. It's very evocative. <laughs> it's, I mean, it makes you feel a lot of things. Look at the chompers on that bog witch. She's so big and powerful. Yikes. Look at her back muscles. Yikes. So, um, sources for today are from BritishFolklore.com, Tales from the Hanged Man YouTube channel. That's if you want to, if, basically the way his YouTube channel is set up is as if you're walking into like an old timey pub and he's like, sit down, let me spin ya yarn. And he tells you about creepy stuff. Isn't the Hanged Man the bar in Dragon Age 2? Yeah. <laughs> So, is he dressed up like Varric? No, the videos are like black and white, kind of weird blur motion showing you pictures from books. It's I enjoyed it for exactly what it was. No dwarves with chest hair? No, that would have been really great, but no. <sighs> All right. Other sources are Wikipedia. Most of this is actually from a like 1996 or 1998 article on by Kate Westwood. She she went real hard and she had so many references and uh, sources and I did not even tap into a fifth of what she wrote because a lot of this is like speculation on like who it could have been based off of and I don't 
I don't take a deep dive into that. We're just kind of talking about this, this is a survey course. Yes, this is a survey course. This is the Cliff Notes version. Black Annis for dummies. Yeah, Black Annis for dummies. So, you want to take us in? No. You want me to start? I want you to start. Okay. Okay. Let me teach you about this <sighs> this scary ass woman, which. So, the legend of Black Annis comes from Leicester, UK. She has had many names over the years. Black Anna, Black Annie, Black Agnes, and Cat Anna. Oh, I like Cat Anna. Mm -hmm. Uh, Country folklore describes Black Annis as an old blue-faced woman with one eye, sharp nails, and huge teeth. Uh, She carved her cave out of sandstone with her talons, and the, the blood of children and lambs stained the floor. She used her cave to hide from the sun, which is believed could turn her to stone, and she used the cover of darkness to perform her slaughters. If you were lucky, she would just steal a few sheep or lambs and eat them in her cave, but she preferred the flesh of children. I told you. I I saw Baba Yaga, and I was like, oh, okay. And then I saw this, and I was like, oh. This is a little bit tired, but this. (sighs) This? Nasty. All right. I ain't scared. So... Reported stories tell of a bloodthirsty creature who waits in the woods to pounce on unsuspecting children. Once back at her cave, she would drink their blood, eat them, and hang their skins to dry on the branches of the oak tree outside the entrance to her cave. Lovely. (laughs) She's quite the artisan. (laughs) Yeah. Once the children's skins were dry, she would sew them together and make them into clothes for herself. Economical. (laughs) Yeah. She also used the remains of the children to decorate the interior of her cave. Lovely. Children were born not to venture into the Dane Hills alone, lest they run into Black Annis and be snatched into her bower to be sucked dry. What's a bower? I don't actually know what a bower is. Is that, is that like a fancy name for a witch cave? It's a pleasant shady place under trees or climbing plants in a garden or wood. So it's just like a shady enclosed area. There is actually a place called Black Anna's Bower in the Dane Hills that that's reportedly where, like, the legends and stuff. That's why they're sort of... Oh, fuck. So you're probably wondering, <laughs> how do we end up in in this old old chestnut? This bucket of syrup. Yeah, this bucket of syrup. <laughs> Becca and I were having a beautiful time recording IRL. It's something we don't always do, and so when we do it, it's a it's a special treat. But remember all the troubleshooting we talked about at the beginning of the episode. Mm. Well, Catalina or Katarina, whatever her name is, she's the worst. And she did come back and just said, I don't want to record at about the 15 minute mark. So we got uh, to about the point where we would start doing recommendations when we realized um, it hadn't been recording. (laughs) So I wish that we had gotten the entire just like breakdown of I was screaming and crying and Taylor was keeping it together pretty well. I tried. It was painful. That's all I've got to say. The only solace I took was just that if it got goofed up, 
we were just gonna go downstairs and play Mass Effect 3 Citadel DLC, so it, it took a little bit of the, the sting out of it. But man, it sure did really suck, though. <laughs> yeah. We did get a really nice Becca's little, little oh fuck right when mm-hmm. she was like, it is recording. And then she hit the record button and realized that it hadn't been recording. And then there's you laughing. You're like, oh, no. Yeah, my my beautiful. <laughs> no. Uh, but that's Don't okay. That just that means way. we're going to do even better because we've had one one dry run, and now this is our wet and sloppy run. I just ate a Pop-Tart. I'm chugging a seltzer water. I'm ready to go, baby. I changed a cat box and... A pizza man definitely thought that my whole house smells like cat piss when I opened the door. And then you got some pizza. Yeah, which I couldn't eat because... Well, maybe when we're done. Maybe. Well, I mean, I I ate it. I just didn't enjoy it, if that makes sense. That's the saddest thing I've heard all day. Mm. I've heard sadder. It's fine. (laughs) Well, I marked where we had left off. I think you get to take us in, back in. Going back into the matrix. Head first. Put on your poncho. It's gonna get it's gonna get nasty. So an account of Annis was related by an evacuee to Root Tongue in 1941. Three children were sent out by their wicked stepmother. It's always always a wicked stepmother. It's never just a nice stepmother. <laughs> to collect firewood. As night descended, they feared to see black Annis, who only came out after dark, for it was said Daylight would turn her to stone. They heard a snuffling, and through a hole in their witch stone saw Black Annis. Unable to escape her whilst carrying the bundles of firewood, they dropped them and ran. Annis bloodied her legs on the bundles, and mumbling and cursing to herself, went to her bower to rub her legs with salve. Then she came back for the children and caught up with them at their cottage door. I don't know how time works in this story, but... I was going to say, I feel like they could have definitely gotten away if she took the time to go home and rub some some dirt on her legs. And then she's like, all right, we good to go? All right, I'm going to go catch those little <laughs> shitty kids with my new greasy legs. Unless, unless she just, like, runs on all fours. Yeah, like Devil Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So their father came out with an axe and hit Annis full on in the face. She began to run for her cave, shouting, blood, blood. But just then the Christmas bells began to peal and she fell down dead. By the way, this story takes place on Christmas Day. Surprise, they didn't mention that. Yeah, they kind of buried the lead. Uh, I can't tell. Is this like a Krampus kind of thing? Is this like an evil St. Nicholas? I mean, you would think that since they didn't have anything to do other than like have babies and contract diseases that they'd be able to at least like concoct a story that had like a beginning a middle and an end but no i don't know it's got a lot of moving parts i'm also curious i guess that this is being recounted Mm -hmm. in 1941 if this has just been going around if that's when they collected it Mm because this is an old one yeah it i mean it started in like the 1800s man but doesn't like christmas bells does not like the sun for sure, a goth. Uh, yeah, def- defo. Probably likes the Nightmare Before Christmas or something. Oh, for sure. So, um, the evacuee claimed Annis's howling could be heard as far as five miles away, and when Annis ground her teeth, the sound was so loud that all the people had time to lock and bar their doors, to which I say, get a night guard. 
It's serious stuff. The grinding. I clench my teeth in my sleep. I don't, I don't grind them. But I still remember when I went to the dentist and I was complaining about headaches. And they were like, well, you're probably doing it because you're, you're stressed. Why don't you just, you know, don't grind them or don't clench them. Because you just de-stress. I was like, I'm asleep. How am I supposed to de-stress when I'm unconscious? Just stop being stressed out, Taylor. God. Oh, man. I got... Uh, why didn't I think of that? Now I have a beautiful, beautiful, big, fat mouth guard. It's all rubbery and nasty. But at least I don't grind my teeth like old Annis. Ah, uh, Annis. The evacuee said that because people didn't have window glass in those days, witch herbs were tied above the apertures to stop Annis reaching inside with her very long arms and grabbing their babies. Just snatching them right out the crib, I guess, with her big, noodly arms. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) This is why Lester Cottages only had one small window. Who needs natural light when you've got Annis out on the loose. You gotta pick and choose. Annis was said to be very tall with a blue face and long white teeth. Other descriptions say that Annis's teeth were yellow rather than white and that she had only one eye. All agree that her face was hideous and blue. Which makes me think about those blue people from the Appalachian Mountains. Yeah, it, it all comes it all comes full circle. It's very specific. And apparently there's some blue people in, like, the Highlands or something? I We talk about it later a little bit. Yeah. A Leicestershire poet, John Hayrick Jr. of the 18th century, wrote of her, Vast talons, foul with human flesh, there grew in place of hands, and features livid blue guard in her visage, while the obscene waste warm skins of human victims close embraced. Because... <laughs> thank you. Oh, thank you. But um, so in other reports, it's it's like some of them are like, oh, she made dresses out of the kids' skins. And others were like, she was naked and just tied the, the skins around her waist as if you're a middle schooler and you're tying your hoodie around your waist because you got your period. So <laughs> it's a little disrespectful to these children that she slaughtered. But what can you do? She's a goblin. I was going to say, I mean, once you're dead, she's going to do whatever she wants with it. But yep. it is, you know, it's very specific. It's like, I am totally nude, but I can't have my ass out. So I will be tying this around my waist. That's too uh-huh. far. It's too much. No one can handle these cheeks. No. So, you know, I love the part where we're like, maybe it's based in reality. Maybe it's something real. There are a couple of different things that Black Annis could have come from. She may be a distorted local memory of a real person named Agnes Scott. Um, She was a Dominican nun who wore a black habit and ran a colony to help the sick and the homeless, which sounds like a very nice thing to do. And it's kind of weird that that she would maybe become this, but folklore is, is wild. Following her death in 1455, her legend took a sinister turn to deter children from misbehaving. Nichols quotes the antiquary Burton's description of a church in Swithland that commemorates Agnes Scott. They are called Antrix. This Agnes Scott, as I guess, as an anchoress, um, which an anchoress is someone who kind of like lived in seclusion and had to do with the church and stuff. So probably like the way that she's helping out with lepers, which is a very nice thing to do, she would have 
then lived in isolation, possibly in like a, was like a hut or something like outside of the church. They said it was like a single room cell, essentially, which I'm, I can't remember, was it the Protestant movement that looked down on anchorites and, and people who sequestered themselves away? Yes. It's probably because it came from, I'm guessing, Catholicism, like they were Catholic, and then with the Protestant movement coming in. If she's a nun, that's for sure. Yeah. So I imagine it's that. And then the other thing is Agnes Scott may have been someone else. There are some reports where it's the Dominican nun who, you know, helped with lepers and healed people and was an anchoress. And then there's other reports where it was just some random lady. So, mm. But anyway, so what's his face? Nichols. Nichols. <laughs> uh, as a guess... Or as I guess, as an anchoress, and the word antrix in this epitaph coined from Antrim, a cave, wherein she lives, and certainly, as I have been credibly informed, there is a cave near Leicester, upon the west side of town, at this day, called Black Agnes Bower. That's a, that's a lot of words to just be like, I think this is the place. It's named <laughs> after her, it does have Bower in the title. He had to tell you all of the words that he knows. Man, that was a tongue twister. I didn't even do so good. You did great. Ugh. You did perfect. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. So the Dane Hills lie two miles from the city center of Leicester by way of Glenfield Road. And that area is all built up, but it used to be like a wasteland that was basically just low sandstone hills. And that's where the the cave that was like 10 to 12 feet across and it was known locally as Black Annis's Bower. So that's the cave they're referencing. It is a real place, but nobody probably lived there. I was say, I've never been. We should go on a trip. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Road trip. And by that, I mean get on a boat <laughs> or plane. Others have followed Reverend John Dudley in believing Annis to be the Celtic goddess anew. In his Nowology or Naoology? However you say that. He suggested that her devouring of children reflected cannibalistic rites once conducted here by the ancient British, which sounds really rude until you realize that he wrote that in 1846 before they basically were like, that ain't, that ain't right. They, they didn't eat anybody. It's not true. Yeah. <laughs> there is no evidence at all that such rites ever took place. So what are you out here doing, John Dudley? Get your shit together. <sighs> So a case may be made for Annis being one of the supernatural hags of British folklore. With her livid blue face, she resembles the Kalak Bar of the blue or the blue hag of the Highlands. But that's kind of all there is to say about that is just speculation. There's also been ties to the Christian concept of hell by being a potential daughter of the Viking god Loki. He apparently had a child named Hell who ruled an icy world similar to the current concept of hell. Except it's, you know, frozen. It's like Elsa in hell. Okay. That one's tough. I guess maybe I've just been... I've seen so many different depictions of her. It's weird that this is what it would end up being. But, again, I guess that's how folklore happened. Because you see the way they per like they show hell in the Thor Ragnarok movie versus how they portray her in, say... Sinua's sacrifice where she's like a giant scary like half white half black mannequin baby thing. yeah i'm looking up what hell looks like 
in mythology. Um, she is blue, and she like half of her face is sort of like either a skeleton or melted off or like fucked up, and then the other half is like a beautiful woman. But mm. then there's other depictions where she just looks really fucking scary. So <laughs> it's a toss up, but the blue thing, maybe that's where they're getting it from. I don't know. I yeah. mean Norse god of the underworld. <laughs> Well, whoever she was, in the 19th century, Annis was generally known as Black Anna. In 1874, a contributor to the Leicester Chronicle wrote, Little children who went to run on the Dane Hills were assured that she, Black Anna, lay in wait there to snatch them away to her bower, and that many like themselves she had scratched to death with her claws, sucked their blood, and hung up their skins to dry. Yeah. Black Yikes. Anna was also thought to crouch in an old oak growing out of a cleft above her cave, waiting to spring out on passers-by. By the end of the 19th century, this hag was also known as Cat Anna, which I think sounds really fun, and was said to be a witch living in the cellars under Leicester Castle. There was supposed to be a subterranean passage connecting the castle with the Dane's Hill, or the Dane Hills, along which she ran. She just loved to be running. She always running with her greasy legs. <laughs> That salve. I know. She's like, I want the rub. I gotta go. Keep these these legs silky smooth. Firewood free. <laughs> no scratches. Aw, Cat Anna. I wonder why Cat Anna. Just because witches like cats? I don't know. I It's honestly... That article uh, that I pulled a lot of this from went deeper into it, but some of it just felt very convoluted. Like... It was just more of the whole, like, well, they thought that maybe she was related to this because of this, but... <sighs> it's kind of like when sometimes we'll be researching something, and it's interesting, and then you kind of find an offshoot, and you want to talk about it because it's cool, but you know in your heart that it it doesn't totally connect back. Mm -hmm. But you're like, whatever, I found it by researching this, and so by virtue of that, it is connected. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, I mean... The real reason that I picked this is mostly because she <laughs> reminds me of your character, Gremlin, in our D&D campaign because she's a scary, weird, ugly, <laughs> terrifying she's elf. Supposed to, I was like, she's supposed to be an elf, and I was like, I feel like she's got like some goblin in her. She's just like used to live on a mountain, and people think she's like a boogeyman just because she's fucking creepy. But she's actually not bad. She's just dirty and smelly, and mm -hmm. and he doesn't have any use for your your worldly things like baths and silverware or brushing your teeth. Yeah, who brushes their teeth? Not her. Eventually, they just sharpen into points, mm -hmm. and then you don't have to worry about flossing because there's lots of space in between them. Mm. Where the other teeth have fallen out. <laughs> <laughs> you love to see it you love to look through folklore and realize that a, a character that you make and and you love is just a a mountain hag uh -huh. <sighs> it happens but, i mean i can only make I, so many hot characters you know i don't gotta yeah me. no i mean i i love gremlin that's why doran loves gremlin so you know I bet everyone loves hearing about our OCs. They don't, and I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> Do you hear that? You're going to hear about it because you're here. Uh, 
also we suffered twice the jokes were better last time it doesn't matter i just what do you mean i think that we're funny both times Mm. this was our second run it was refined but still still unpredictable i'm so mad at catalina don't don't think about her don't give her your energy i'm looking at her right now i'm looking (laughs) at her and her big stupid face hear me catalina fuck you Catalina. hate you (laughs) You're the worst. Well, what's something fun that you've been doing to to take off the, the edge of learning about not only Black Annis, but Catalina, the true monster? <laughs> <laughs> the real monster. Um, well, I watched The Outsider, which it hasn't finished yet. The first season hasn't finished. It's like coming out slowly. I think there's a new episode. I haven't watched it yet. But uh, I enjoyed it because... At first, I wasn't sure I was going to like it because it's kind of gruesome. And sometimes true crime, like lately, I've had to restrict how much true crime I ingest because it was getting to the point where like it was affecting me in my day-to-day life where I was just very paranoid and dwelling on sort of like macabre things that I just don't, I don't need. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's, um, that's healthy. That's a good, it's a good thing when you can take a step back and realize that something that you usually enjoy is now stressing you out. <laughs> so I restricted it down to just bare bones because I was like listening to a bunch of stuff that it's just too much. But uh, I started just listening to my favorite murder, which I feel like is like true crime light. Yeah, they, they do some <clears throat> research, but they also I, I think I don't know if casual is the right word, but they're chill enough about it that it doesn't feel as dire. Well, I like that they don't go into super, like, horrible detail about what happens to victims. I like that they don't play 911 calls, which I think is exploitative and upsetting. And just, it, it's, again, true crime light. And that's what I like about it. But uh, The Outsider, they recommended it. And I was like, oh, you know. And it is, like, definitely content warning for, like, bad stuff happens to kids. But they don't really show anything and they don't really talk about it beyond the first episode it's more like trying to find this paranormal aspect that's going on and that's what like Mm. hooked me was the paranormal aspect and also holly i love (laughs) holly and i love the the, like actress who's playing holly she is so talented cynthia holly look for holly holly she (laughs) well she doesn't come in until like later in this like the season and so but Chef's kiss. I love her so much. She's great. Character's great. Her acting's great. A plus all around. But that's it for me. Oh, and I'm replaying Mass Effect, the trilogy again. And it's beautiful. Thank God you were, because otherwise, what would we have had to look forward to when Catalina just just punched us right in the mouth? God, she did. Uh, I haven't been doing anything super spooky. I do want to watch The Outsider. I don't know if it's a great idea. While Mark is traveling. I would wait until <laughs> he's not traveling. No one could tell me what to do. Taylor, please. No. I'm oh doing it. Oh, I'm watching Jesus. it right now. Taylor. I'm logging in. Taylor, why? Why are you like this? I'm staying up late. I'm eating oh. Pop-Tarts. I'm, I'm doing whatever. I'm spiraling. <laughs> it's only been a day. Please. Ah! <laughs> please, I'm begging you. Uh... I uh, I haven't really been watching too much um, 
what's it called? But I did see that they announced the new season of Castlevania on Netflix, and it's coming out in, like, March, so we only have to wait one <gasps> more month. I think it's, like, March 5th or something like that, season three is going to be out. So I'm excited for that. Obviously, I haven't seen it, so I can't tell you if it's any good, but I really enjoyed the animation and the voice acting, and I didn't love all of it, but it was just fun, and I like Castlevania, so it was it was fun to, to see it take off and, and do relatively well, so going to be keeping a, an eyeball out for that come March whatever. Castlevania. Yes. <laughs> yes. A thousand times yes. But... I think that is going to do it for us. Thank you for listening. If you want to send us any emails, like comments, scary stories, uh, scary shows that I should watch while I'm home alone. Oh my God, no. Do not, the, do not send those to her. Send them. Send them to me. Send them all to ghostemojipodcast at gmail.com. <sighs> or you could send, us, uh, send them to us. Tag us on Instagram and Twitter and tell me all the spooky stuff I should watch. We're at Ghost Emoji Show on Instagram and Twitter. Engage with me. Help me to not sleep. Sleep isn't important. I don't what need it. Oh my god. Only spooky. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Why? Mark's gonna come back and I'm just gonna have like huge bags and be pale as death. I'm gonna smell you're, terrible. You're gonna be Kremlin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> gonna have the skin of children tied around my waist be totally nude everywhere yep. else <laughs> oh god it's, no it's gonna be a ride fuck oh hard pass <laughs> no yes well if we if we ever make it back if Taylor doesn't go to the edge of sanity and just tip right over just jump off Hopefully we'll be back, but fuck, fuck, I know. If if we're not, always remember. <laughs> Fucking say goodbye, I guess. Goodbye. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs>